Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Yes, it is indeed the overnight crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Crystal clear through the SEN app and through your digital radio dial. Call through after 11.30pm uh, tonight and after midnight as well. one 736 736 is the number to dial or text through. On the temper text, if you want to have your say, 0433-98-1116 is the number to dial through for your text. But today, we had big developments in the AFL trade period. Four clubs were involved in a mega trade deal, which finally sees Jason Horn francis make his way over to Port Adelaide and also saw Mr. Rioli land at uh, the Port Power as well as the GWS Giants snare pick one. And to go through it all, he is the master of all things trade period, draft profiles and depth charts. He is Pommy and Oz. He's Mr. Dan Williams. He joins us on the line. A very good evening to you, my friend. Uh, this is probably uh, one of your favourite times of year, mate. It, it's like Christmas, especially <laughs> today. You'd... If you did see the announcement as well, we'll come on to it later, the big trade, but they did that in nice little bite-sized morsels, so <laughs> your phone was vibrating like, no, tomorrow? <laughs> it was insane, wasn't it? So what's essentially happened today is, we'll, we'll go through this, and uh, on the sen.com.au website, it was penned by Seb Mottram. Uh, it's one of the, I mean, it's one of the biggest and most complex deals in AFL history from uh, what uh, Seb has penned. But Callum Toomey put out a tweet. So let, let's let's go through this. So Jason Horn-Francis is now at Port Adelaide and Junior Rioli has gone uh, over there as well. JWS take the ruse pick one. So let's have a look at this. So Cal Toomey, he's put together the mega deal and summed it up for everyone. So North Melbourne, essentially what it has done. They have traded out Jason Horn-Francis, pick number one and the 2023 third round pick, which is tied to Fremantle. And essentially what North Melbourne gets back is pick number two, pick number three, pick 40, pick 43, the 2023 future first round pick, which is tied to Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide have now traded out pick eight, 43, 53, 57, a 2023 first round pick, a 2023 second round pick, and a 2023 third round pick to get in Jason Horn francis Junior Rioli, a 2023 second round pick tied to Collingwood, 2023 third round pick tied to Fremantle. I'm going to breathe soon, Pommy, I promise. I'm going to get you in. This is taking a while. <laughs> West... You're only halfway there yeah, as well. I know, I know. West Coast trade out Junior Rioli, 
pick two and pick 40. And West Coast gets in pick eight, pick 12. 2023 second round pick, which is tied to Port Adelaide. 2023 third round pick, which is also tied to Port Adelaide. And finally, GWS trades out pick three, pick 12. 2023 second round pick tied to the Pies. And they get pick number one, pick 53. And pick 57 and breathe. Now, if you are on Twitter or if you want to go on the afl.com.au website or the sen.com.au website to check that out, Cal Toomey's tweet is what you want to have a look at to see who's ended up where and what has gone down in this trade. But, Pommy, uh, okay, uh, synopsis, what have you made of it all? <laughs> who's the big winner and who's the big loser in this? It, I mean, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because, I mean, effectively, if you break it down into the realms of logic, you would say that, effectively, Jason Horn Francis for North, and they're probably the only team anyone should care about in this deal because I think that's, they're, they're the big sacrifice, big risk. They've got Sheasel and uh, probably Wardlaw. You wouldn't expect them to go to mids yep. with them picks. Um, I, I think well, I'm against the grain here. I think North have done very well there. I think okay. if they happen to keep them, until I heard this afternoon that there's rumours they're looking at pandering the third off again, mm. I would say that if I was a Ruse fan, I would be stoked with Sheasel in and and that is a big and. And... Uh, and Wardlaw, I think that's a okay. huge dub. In my opinion, Wardlaw, I think, will far be a better footballer at AFL level than JHF for okay. them. And the future first as well, I think, is is nice little state knives with 40 and 43. They'll probably look at some mature ages like Ethan Phillips and players like that. It's a win. The one that I don't understand is GWS. I don't understand GWS's logic in this because it's been quite public they're going to go for cadman it suits what they want yes key forward they desperately need one and to jump ahead of north i can't see for the life of me north taking cadman as good as he is i just don't see the need so they've given up cadman and what you would presume a very good player in like elijah hewitt who is potentially a, a very similar type player to toronto they've lost mm. I, I i find that balmy for the luxury of okay. that, like GWS have effectively paid for everyone else to have that deal. Yeah, it's a strange one, eyes. isn't it? Well, I looked at it and thought, well, this pick one that GWS now has, that I mean, in in all probability, just looking by what they've got at the moment, there's no way there's no way Cadman's going to slip down to the next pick that GWS has. That they're essentially giving up. Well, what by the looks of it, is they they'd essentially be giving up pick one for for Cadman. Mate, mate, spot on. And I, I think okay. when you look at when I look at GWS, what makes me more confused is Gimby has absolutely really stood out at the combine. Again, Gimby is a very GWS player. I, I question that. I know GWS have a lot of picks. They have eighteen, nineteen. They still have fifteen. But just for me, I, I don't see the worth for them for Cadman. Cadman's very good, but I, I would be very shocked. It, we will never know because we can't do the draft without GWS having picked two yeah. and pick one. But I am very surprised, would have been very surprised if North would have taken Cadman. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't seem it, it doesn't seem that they need that type of player. And obviously, GWS have lost. You know, they lost Jeremy Cameron. Uh, in you know, in a, in a couple of trade periods ago, he obviously went to went to Geelong and he's won the flag there. And they're, they're obviously looking to replace him. Uh, he looks he looks a pretty much. I mean, he looks he looks a lock for that top ten spot. But it's just amazing to see GWS move so high up in the draft. And it said that you you think that Cadman looks like he's going to be on his way there. Well, look, what, what other picks do you think GWS could potentially go for uh, or players they could go for in the draft to try and alleviate the situation they've got on their list at the moment? Because we know last year, obviously, they, they had the plethora of picks that um, that they got from Geelong for, for Jeremy Cameron. So there's still a little bit of development there from some younger players they've got. But but outside of Cadman, what, what does GWS target? It's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, at the start of this, I would have said that a key forward would have been numero uno priority, mm. um, the biggest priority for them. Uh, then aside from that, I would have been saying that they want to really probably top up the lines. I'd say that their depth is starting to appear. They keep going through this two-year cycle, don't they? Um, I mean, there's some great options there. Henry Hustwaite, you'd imagine, will fall around their pick. Do I think they'll go mature age players? Maybe they'll look at the Soldo deal with Richmond. There's another one to eventuate, mm-hmm. which makes it very interesting if Richmond do come to the party for this Hopper deal. Uh, their earliest pick's 31. You would imagine that they're going to probably try and leech some players from Richmond themselves in, mm-hmm. to compensate that deal. So Soldo's been discussed. Um, as for who else they look at from Richmond, it'll be an interesting one. But they're probably going to have a few picks in here, but I would say you can't keep going to the draft. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would raise the question, if I was a giant, would I look at Jack Graham Okay. in that deal? Okay. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, he looks like, well, he toured Port Adelaide a couple of weeks ago, so he's looking for, for genuine senior opportunity. And uh, look, just given by what Richmond are bringing in, uh, Tim Taranto and, uh, and Jacob Hopper, you know, I think a midfield spot's going to be. Uh, I think a midfield spot's going to be very hard to come by for Jack Graham and GWS. Well, we know he's got a relationship with with Adam Kingsley, the head coach. So maybe maybe that might be a move that GWS look at making. Uh, on the other teams in this mega deal trade, uh, West Coast. Uh, how do you think uh, it fared uh, in this trade? They get in pick eight, pick twelve, uh, second round pick for next year, and a third round pick for next year. Those are obviously both tied to Port Adelaide? I, th- I think it kind of suits what they're looking to do. Yes, they lost pick two, but they've gained two really tasty picks inside the first 15, which I think is... Th- there's, someone's going to make a mistake. Already yes. looking at the draft yes. board now, yep. someone is making a big four par. Yeah. Right? And statistics will tell you two picks very close together. Quite often, someone gets it wrong. Yep. Um, that pick right eight... It, it's it's in a tasty spot, isn't it, for them? You'd say that when you look at the Eagles list. They they need to start freshening up, don't they? Some mm. ready-made midfielders, you'd say. That midfield depth is starting to come to the seam. So then Philippou definitely screams at you. He'll be around that pick. They may be crossing fingers and toes that Jai Clark slips. Um, Jed Buslinger would be the most obvious replacement for... Jerry McGovern. So mm-hmm. I think depending on what they do with their picks, I think if I think they got decent value, 
Um, from that, I'd say it's like a 50-50. That's going to be one of them ones that we'll come back to this time next year. And if 8 and 12 are absolutely cooking and Junior Rioli is going okay, we'll say that's a huge dub maybe for them because they've got some nice little picks as well for the future as well in the next couple of years, which suit that kind of yeah. junior early type replacement. Yeah, I think the one that, the, and the big thing to take out of this draft as well that you mentioned is the fact that there, there are going to be mistakes that teams make. And if you can have those two to three picks, not just inside the top 15, but inside maybe the top 25, you just give yourself, you know, obviously mathematically and statistically, you give yourself a better chance to, to be able to maybe pinch up from those players and those teams who have maybe maybe bug it up inside inside the top 10 because, you know, I think the one thing that we've picked up from what you've done in in your work is that, you know, th- there are going to be picks that come out of, you know, the 30 to 40 range that are like, geez, how did this bloke get back, get 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 picked up at this range? So it's, it's I mean, th- this is one of the biggest trade periods we've had. And I think this is going to be one of the most intriguing draft periods we've had for, for quite some time. So let's look at what Port Adelaide have now got. Now, the argument is, is that Port Adelaide has won it. They've got Junior Rioli. They've got Jason Horn francis Now they've got these second-round picks for next year and a third-round pick for next year as well. Injuries from this year probably curtailed their season, clearly. Can Port Adelaide push hard for top four just based on what they've done in this trade period now and maybe with a little bit of injury luck? Oh, for sure. I mean, firstly, with that trade as well, I guarantee you right now, somewhere Adam Cooney's rubbing his hands and going, finally, <laughs> some team's done a mega trade. Uh, because he always wants one. He, he now looks like a genius, I've got to say, after all these years. Um, but but definitely, they were looking, you'd probably say midfield depth was something that they're looking for. Yes. Um, when you look at their picks as well, that they've still got to use in this draft. They've still got 33, which is right in the crux of South Australian talent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be said, there's a lot of South Australians not being talked about in this draft that will be around there, and they've got a good eye for that. Um, looking at that, J- Jason Horn francis my, 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 my jury's out on him still, and okay. I appreciate he's going back home, and I wish him the best. I still don't think... Big call. I still don't think he'll be rated in the best five players in this draft, that okay. draft class. Okay. I think he'll be a very steady player. The one I do like is Junior Rioli, though. Mm-hmm. I just, there's something about Junior, isn't there, when he gets going? Mm. And I just think change of scenery, fresh, fresh environment. They're a good side part. I think he just, he's, he's Robbie Gray replacement, obviously, but I just think he's got something about him, yeah. Junior Rioli. And I think he could be. He he could if he has a good year, couple of years, that could be what they've been looking for. Yeah, he's a very skillful, talented player. Absolutely, no doubt about that. And just before we get to the break, we're speaking with uh, Mr. Dan at Pommy in Oz. Make sure you check out all his social handles: YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook as well. North Melbourne. Now, much has been made of North Melbourne and what's going on at the club and losing Jason Horn Francis, but I, I'm. I'm kind of in your corner. I actually think North Melbourne are going to do really well out of this. So, obviously, they trade out pick one. Jason Orn Francis, 2023 third-round pick. And they get in pick two, pick three, 40, 43, a future first-round pick, which is also tied to Port Adelaide. I, look, 
just judging by what this draft has has offered up uh, and and the talent that we see now, I, I think North have done a. I think they've done a tremendous job here. I, I think I think this is perfect. They're going to go out and get players that they actually know and and will want to be at the football club, and they have a, they have a nice draft pool to to have a real dip at. Yeah, well, I mean, we said it earlier, didn't we, that last time we were together that you don't often use the words North Melbourne and done a good thing <laughs> uh, in the AFL. But I like this. I mean, to, if you do it on probably dr- needs order, you'd say it will be one of Wardlaw and Status, which is a great get anyway. And Harry Sheezer would probably be in the next nine. They are two phenomenal, phenomenal footballers. And... I would say that that's what I'd need. If I was a Roo fan now, I've seen a lot of Roo fans complain, and I get you're losing a pick one, but I said this last time when I covered the draft, Jason Horn francis was a flight risk probably from June 2021. Yes. So they knew that before, they, and I, I was suggesting they did this last year and trade down mm-hmm. and say to Port, do it now. Mm. Do it now. Take him now. Adelaide, do it now. So I, I think they've got a decent return, and we've seen what can happen here. It, it can be a mess. And they've got, I think they've done, this is the draft to do it. I think they've got so many options. And if they go Sheasel, Wardlaw, I mean, honestly, Bruce fans, if you're listening, I know it hurts at the moment. I'm a blue fan, so you can tell I, I've <laughs> seen pain too. We've both been it, through it, it's mate. It's a huge we've, job. We've both been through <laughs> it. Don't worry about that. Don't worry I'll, about that. Honestly, Sheasel and Wardlaw, different gravy, yep. different gravy. And then, then with some nice little late picks, you'll pick up Ethan Phillip and players like that. And honestly, North have got some real, real tasty little things. Um, I, I like it. Do you yep. know what I mean? I, I like this deal. Like Genuinely it. do. Okay. For them. Uh, we, we love going against the grain here. We, lo- we love it. That's exactly what we're all about, mate. Coming up with these left of field ideas that... Just get people thinking, mate. That's that's what it's all about uh, on the overnight crowd with with us two here. But uh, stick around, Pommy. Uh, there's some texts that have come your way on the temper text line that we need to get answered after the break. Some very interesting questions about Hawthorne, Collingwood, and what the Blues need in the draft. Stick around on the overnight crowd, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back after the break to dissect the rest of the AFL trade period and what's to come. You're listening to the overnight crowd on SEN, your home of sport. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Crystal clear through the SEN app and through your digital radio dials. Make sure you call in after 11.30 on the program. We'll try to get your say before midnight. one 736 736 is the number to dial. 0433 98 11 16 is the number to text in to have your say on the temper text line. We're with... We're speaking to Mr. Dan Williams at Pommy in Oz. Make sure you check out all his social handles. He is the resident draft expert, draft profiling expert and trade radio expert on the overnight crowd here for SEN. And he's going to, Dan, we've got a couple of texts coming through on the temper text line. Uh, One here uh, from Rowan. Uh, Keen to hear Pommy's thoughts on what might happen with uh, Hawthorne and Collingwood. Uh, There haven't been any big calls made yet but this will probably end up happening in the last hour of trade week, like two years ago. So I'm guessing that's in reference to Brody Grundy and Jack Gunston. So let's start with the Brody Grundy deal. Pommy, where do you sit with it? Uh, how do you think it'll play out? Uh, if, if Collingwood ends up keeping uh, Brody Grundy, what, what ends up happening to, to Collingwood's sort of salary cap and, and what do they have to do? 
it's it's going to be interesting if he if he chooses to stay, <clears throat> if because the deal's not been done. I mean, at the moment, it seems Melbourne want to offer pick twenty seven, mm-hmm. which I'd agree with with Collingwood on this one. I think that's hour unders, mm. to be honest. I mm. mean, he's he's been injured what one year. And aside from that, the guy was like the Terminator. <laughs> um, so I, I don't quite get where Melbourne are coming from with that. Um, obviously, they want pick 13, Collingwood do, which gives them two picks within a couple of spaces. I think if he stays, it's disastrous. Mm. But it, part of the sick part of me wants to just know what happens if he does stay and the deal's not facilitated and he refuses a pay cut because potentially that could scuttle the ship and it would be a very brave man to annoy the Collingwood fans. I've made some statements before and had Collingwood on my back and I can tell you it ain't pretty. Um, But but I think it'll get done. That's going to be one of them deals. I mean, if anything, I'd imagine Collingwood do the most brain, big brain thing and say, look, we either pay a bit more salary and get 13 or drop their contributions and take 27. I'd imagine there'll be a little work around that way. Um, it'll get done, though, I'd imagine. Yeah, it looks it looks that way. Uh, now, from a Hawthorne perspective, they've had a host of players obviously leave and retire. McAvoy, Shields, Phillips delisted, Howell delisted, Connor Downey delisted, uh, Callow and Cole Hardigan. Now, they obviously need to bring in a few. Carl Amon, namely, is uh, the signing uh, or the player that they brought in on free agency. He'll set up on a wing. Uh, and now, Jack Gunston seems to be on the move to Brisbane, but that move has hit a bit of a... They've they've uh, they've hit loggerheads there, the uh, Lions and Hawks. So we'll we'll wait to see what happens with that. But uh, this is an interesting one uh, coming off the text from Matt. Uh, you're kidding me. North have traded out two number one picks for picks two and three. By the way, it's a very soft draft this year, according to Matt Rendell. Any response to that, Tommy? I mean, all I'll say is the beautiful Matt Randall has said that all 18 teams have the best fight in the AFL this year. So uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I genuinely don't believe it. I mean, this time last year, looking at the draft, I don't see any huge disparities between last year to now. Um, I would say the biggest thing this year is that there seems to be really strong role players from zero to 30. Um, for North, though, you've got to look at it the list. Like, Jason Horn Francis didn't exactly set the world alight there last year. Mm-hmm. And I would say that Sheasel and Wardlaw, having seen Wardlaw play a lot over the last three years, he, he, he's a lot better than Jason Horn Francis. I don't care what anyone says. He is ready to go. And Sheasel, man, like, th- th- that, Harry Sheasel is the type of player that wins games on his own boot which they're as rare as rocking horse poo in the <laughs> AFL. And, and he's that good. So, and we've got a future first next year. So you'd think they'll finish bottom four at best this year. That's going to be, again, two top 18 picks in another draft that probably next year's draft has a higher ceiling for the first, first 10. I'd say it drops off without knowing what happens in the next year. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think North are in a good place. I, I know it looks bad. Oh, we traded two first players out in the last couple of years. But then again, I'd question your list management. No one, everyone knew Jason Horn Francis would do that, mm. apart from North Melbourne. Mm. So th- that's, you, I, I'm a man that deals in facts. And at the moment, they've got a problem to fix. And I would have said, 
if I was a North fan, you're going to lose JHF, but I'll give you Sheasel and Wardlaw and the future first next year. I'd say huge, huge dub. Yeah, and, and you and just to just to validate your claims on the Jason Horn Francis, he is a good player. That we're not saying he's not a good player, but you did say Nick Dacos was going to be much much better than him and was going to have a much 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 more influence on the AFL uh, than than what Jason Horn Francis did. Despite a lot of people saying that JHF was going to be the man and the man, but. Uh, Pommy, uh, I don't. I hate to say that uh, you got it right, but uh, you, you definitely got that one right. So you're, you're batting on a good strike rate at the moment. <laughs> got, got, going all right, a bit like yeah. Alex Hales. Yeah, yeah you know I mean, last night in the, in the 2020. Of course, you had to bring that up, didn't you? All right, let, let's 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 ignore That's the cricket it. for now. Let's ignore the cricket for now. <laughs> I, I think Australia had about eight players out, didn't they? No Cummins, no Stark. But anyway, we'll we'll, we'll get over that. Uh, a couple of more. Coming through the temper text, uh, agree with Pom. Kangas are going to be picking up the same player up at two that they were going to be picking up at one. Next year's first rounder as well, which they could do something with on draft night two. Like that one coming through on the uh, temper text from James. Uh, another one coming through. Uh, we haven't mentioned this one, but it got done today. We'll set a field uh, over to Essendon. Does he play inside mid at the Bombers, Pommy? It would seem that way, just given the way he finished the year uh, with the Blues, but uh, he makes his way to, to Essendon and looks like he would, I mean, he, he'll probably, by the looks of it, he'd, he'd almost probably start just based on the form he showed in the back end of, of last season with Carlton. I think he's the, I mean, he'll be one of like five people employed at Essendon at the moment, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> it would seem that, um, it would seem that joke, way at the moment. <laughs> joking apart, I, I, I hope for Will Satterfield's sake, that they play him predominantly inside. Um, yep. To be yep. honest, I don't know any of the sides since 2021 Carlton that plays a defensive mid who's an inside midfielder. So I think that's a very niche position. So I'd imagine it, it frees a bit of Dylan Shield up, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Dylan Shield likes to get the ball on the outside and setters, to be fair, does do that. And if you can recreate that VFL role that he did so well, and I know that you're a big advocate of Will Setfield when he was in the VFL, he... Yep just does his role, doesn't he? just rolls off out of that pack and gives the easy ball to his midfield. Um, I think it's a good deal. I know it's not a sexy deal, and I know Carlton fans are upset about it, but, I mean, I, I, I like that from a culture point of view, that Carlton have, obviously, by Nick Austin's words, we couldn't offer the guarantees that Essendon were yes. and the fact that we've effectively given him for free shows that that's what good clubs do. Remember Sydney a few years ago, we did that with Newman, Nick Newman, you know, avoided any kerfuffle and delisted free agency and showed good faith. Them kind of things pay you back in the long term. Mm-hmm. And um, good luck to Will. This is the only time I'll say it because once <laughs> Wednesday comes, he's an Essendon player. So good luck to him, and I wish him all the best. Yeah, exactly right. And I think I think from a Carlton perspective too, they get back a pick. Well, I think was it uh, sixty two or was it sixty four? Carlton gets back in return for Will Setterfield. Uh, we got future fourth, and we okay. gave sixty eight. Yes, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Carlton gets something back, and you know it, it looks which I mean, we weren't going to use anyway. Yeah, exactly. It looks like a, a win win for for both. And again, if if if. Uh, if a team can't fit and guarantee a certain player a spot uh, on the field or on the list, well, um, you know, then it's you know just goodwill and due diligence to to get the job done for for player and uh, for player and club. So, 
well done there. And uh, Essendon get a handy. I think they get a get a handy player who who will do a job for him for for the majority of the season should he stay fit. But uh, let's move away from uh, AFL. Uh, tomorrow, obviously, Trade Radio picks back up again at seven a.m. Uh, and then we've got the big last day as well on Wednesday, which is going to go right up to 7 p.m. But a little bit of round ball action over the weekend, Pommy. And those who tuned into the SEN Premier League show would have uh, heard all the commentary and all the analysis that we uh, we went through in match week 10. But uh, Manchester United just getting over the line against Everton, despite being down 1-0. And uh, truth be told, Cristiano Ronaldo starts, he scores, and Manchester United wins. Yeah, I mean, not many people have talked about it as well, but what what about Casemiro? He intercepted the ball and doing what he's paid for there. That's what he's known for at Real Madrid. He's, he's positioning to intercept that pass, that through ball, and take one touch and ping it on a dime for Cristiano Ronaldo to open his account for United in the Premier League. Looked uh, pretty good, didn't it, this year? It was a well-taken Ronaldo goal as well. Opens the keeper up, slots it away. Vintage um, and Anthony Marshall doing a hammy, which is uh, like the sun coming up, isn't it? Really, <laughs> like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 that, that's probably the least surprising thing yeah. that's ever happened in Premier League history. But why don't we? We're talking about the goal scoring run of Haaland, yes, that Anthony, eh? Yeah, well, wow, geez, he's he, uh, he uh, he buried a nice goal uh, to level it up and uh. He's a he's a very sippy player on the uh, counter attack, and he's got a he's got a brutal he's got a brutally classy left foot finish as well. And uh, well, it was a win United needed, and since the slow start, uh, they're back with a bang. I know it was a tough loss, obviously, last week against Manchester City, but uh, Manchester City's in a league of its own at the moment. Uh, but looks like United are looking in that that race for the top four now. I would say. They'll fancy themselves. I mean, it was it, it was one of the more accomplished two ones, wasn't it? Mm, I mean, mm. United did dominate it apart from that opening five. And, I mean, it's going to be interesting as Anthony starts to... I mean, I kind of like Anthony playing it into Ronaldo. Yep. I think that's something that he, he would relish. Um, coming for, He used to play with Hellier, Sebastian Hellier and yes. Ajax, who's very similar. I wouldn't say similar as in same player, but moves similar, doesn't move very much like Ronaldo does. And, I mean, Anthony, though, I mean, it's no doubt he's a good player. I mean, you give a Brazilian a fade, tattoos and earrings, <laughs> you know he's going to be good. Yeah, he's just going to bang in goals. What a footballer. Yeah, he, uh, he looks very classy and living up to the living up to the price packet that United uh, paid for him. Just before we let you go, uh, my friend, uh, the Gooners, Arsenal, uh, you did say when... Arsenal beats Liverpool. See that? That's why people have got to listen to you and tune into your channels, mate. At Pommy and Oz on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's where it's all at. You just declared Arsenal. They were two dollars and fifty-five cents. Get the job done. Top of the Premier League table. Uh, it would be remiss of me not to not to mention them uh, with uh, with a fame Pommy like yourself. Well, I thought there was stick. I did say that I thought it was going to be a battering four-one, and if Gabriel didn't let me down with that shocking <laughs> bit of defending, I reckon that could have been four-one as well. We <laughs> were on. That. We were on. Yeah, Arsenal definitely uh, dominated. Uh, two, one play. <laughs> Mate, two-one at half time. I thought this is it. It's going to be four-one. People are going to start writing about me, um, but no, Arsenal keep doing the job. And to be honest, I fear for Liverpool. And yeah. I wouldn't say I'm feeling sorry for them yet. Um, 
I'm, I'm starting to though because I, I no, think that's don't, the best don't say that. Got. Don't say that. You, you don't have to feel sorry for him, mate. No sentiment here. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, but I mean, I think that's the best they've got, and I think that that if I was a Liverpool fan, I would be outside Anfield demanding why we haven't got a midfielder. Where's the depth of this squad? We're at bare bones because now. For a team that for the last five years has stopped City winning the title by 50 points, <laughs> Arsenal, are, Arsenal have shunned as a level to this. Yeah. And they've usurped them. And you know what? If, if they don't spend... They're now forced to spend big in January, Liverpool. Mm. And that is the graveyard of good teams. Good teams don't spend big in January. And now they're going to have to pay overs for someone like... Um, Bellingham, they're going to have to pay overs for probably some Portuguese player we've never heard of. Yeah. That that's what they have to do. Where Arsenal sitting pretty, they they can sniff at some deals in January if they want to, or sit back and be like, you know what, we're good, let's just move on. And Arsenal, for me, they'll take a lot of confidence in that performance because they look good. They look good. They look very good. Uh, Pommy, mate, it's a pleasure doing it with you in the uh, the first hour. No better way to start. The overnight crowd with you. Uh, make sure you check out all his social uh, social handles at Pommy in Oz O Z P O M Y I N O Z. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube as well. Uh, Pommy, it's been a pleasure doing it with you, mate, and uh, we will do it again later this week when uh, when trade period wraps up on the Wednesday. I'm looking looking forward to looking forward to doing it with you again, mate. Mate, already excited, and thank you to the wonderful audience for your kind questions as well. And yes. I suppose in the immortal words of the Stereophonics, have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> you too, mate. All the best. Pommy in Oz, Mr. Dan Williams, joining us on the line. With that, we'll get to a quick little break here on the Overnight Crowd on SEN. Benny from Oakley, give us a call back. We'll get you in just before the ad break, uh, or just before the main ad break here at midnight. You're listening to the Overnight Crowd on SEN, your home of sport. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.